Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of his kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, December 26th. Journey with me through the entire Bible in one year, focusing on the biblical calendar, the Sabbath, the feasts, and the Torah reading cycle. We have many voices, interpretations, and points of view out there, but there is nothing like listening to the crystal clean, pure Word of God in your life. It is living water for your spirit, as it is written in Romans 10:17. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. When we listen to the spoken Word of God, it is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword piercing even to the division of soul and spirit, and of joints and marrow, and is a discerner of the thoughts and intents of the heart. Hebrews 4.12 The Word of God is alive, it is powerful, and it renews our mind and builds up our spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Vayera, and it means, And I Appeared. Exodus 6, 2-13 And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty, but I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. And I reaffirmed my covenant with them. Under its terms, I promised to give them the land of Canaan, where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel, who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord. I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God, who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land I swore to give to Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen any more. They had become too discouraged by the brutality of their slavery. 
Then the Lord said to Moses, Go back to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him to let the people of Israel leave his country. But Lord, Moses objected, my own people won't listen to me any more. How can I expect Pharaoh to listen? I'm such a clumsy list speaker. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron and gave them orders for the Israelites and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. Zechariah 9, 1-17 This is the message from the Lord against the land of Aram and the city of Damascus. For the eyes of humanity, including all the tribes of Israel, are on the Lord. Doom is certain for Hamath near Damascus and for the cities of Tyre and Sidon, though they are so clever. Tyre has built a strong fortress and has made silver and gold as plentiful as dust in the streets. But now the Lord will strip away Tyre's possessions and hurl its fortifications into the sea, and it will be burned to the ground. The city of Ashkelon will see Tyre fall and will be filled with fear. Gaza will shake with terror, as will Ekron, for their hopes will be dashed. Gaza's king will be killed, and Ashkelon will be deserted. Foreigners will occupy the city of Ashdod. I will destroy the pride of the Philistines. I will grab bloody meat from their mouths and snatch the detestable sacrifices from their teeth. Then the surviving Philistines will worship our God and become like a clan in Judah. The Philistines of Ekron will join my people, as the ancient Jebusites once did. I will guard my temple and protect it from invading armies. I am watching closely to ensure that no more foreign oppressors overrun my people's land. Rejoice, O people of Zion! Shout in triumph, O people of Jerusalem! Look, your king is coming to you. He is righteous and victorious, yet he is humble, riding on a donkey. I will remove the battle chariots from Israel and the war horses from Jerusalem. I will destroy all the weapons used in battle, and your king will bring peace to the nations. His realm will stretch from sea to sea and from the Euphrates River to the ends of the earth. Because of the covenant I made with you, sealed with blood, I will free your prisoners from death in a waterless dungeon. Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. I promise this very day that I will repay two blessings for each of your troubles. Judah is my bow, and Israel is my arrow. Jerusalem is my sword, and like a warrior, I will brandish it against the Greeks. The Lord will appear above his people. His arrows will fly like lightning. The Sovereign Lord will sound the ram's horn and attack like a whirlwind from the southern desert. The Lord of Heaven's armies will protect His people, and they will defeat their enemies by hurling great stones. They will shout in battle as though drunk with wine. They will be filled with blood like a bull, drenched with blood like the corners of the altar. On that day, the Lord their God will rescue His people, just as a shepherd rescues his sheep. They will sparkle in his land like jewels in a crown. How wonderful and beautiful they will be! The young men will thrive on abundant grain, and the young women will flourish on new wine.
Revelation 17, 1-18 One of the seven angels who had poured out the seven bulls came over and spoke to me, John. Come with me, he said, and I will show you the judgment that is going to come on the great prostitute who rules over many waters. The kings of the world have committed adultery with her, and the people who belong to this world have been made drunk by the wine of her immorality. So the angel took me in the spirit into the wilderness. There I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast that had seven heads and ten horns, and blasphemies against God were written all over it. The woman wore purple and scarlet clothing and beautiful jewelry made of gold and precious gems and pearls. In her hand she held a gold goblet full of obscenities and the impurities of her immorality. A mysterious name was written on her forehead, Babylon the Great, mother of all prostitutes and obscenities in the world. I could see that she was drunk, drunk with the blood of God's holy people who were witnesses for Yeshua. I stared at her in complete amazement. Why are you so amazed? the angel asked. I will tell you the mystery of this woman and of the beast with seven heads and ten horns on which she sits. The beast you saw was once alive but isn't now. And yet he will soon come up out of the bottomless pit and go to eternal destruction. And the people who belong to this world whose names were not written in the book of life before the world was made will be amazed at the reappearance of this beast who had died. This calls for a mind with understanding. The seven heads of the beast represent the seven hills where the woman rules. They also represent seven kings. Five kings have already fallen, the sixth now reigns, and the seventh is yet to come, but his reign will be brief. The scarlet beast that was, but is no longer, is the eighth king. He is like the other seven, and he too is headed for destruction. The ten horns of the beast are ten kings who have not yet risen to power. They will be appointed to their kingdoms for one brief moment to reign with the beast. They will all agree to give him their power and authority. Together, they will go to war against the Lamb, but the Lamb will defeat them, because he is Lord of all lords and King of all kings. And his called and chosen and faithful ones will be with him. Then the angel said to him, The waters where the prostitute is ruling represent masses of people of every nation and language. The scarlet beast and his ten horns all hate the prostitute. They will strip her naked, eat her flesh, and burn her remains with fire. For God has put a plan into their minds, a plan that will carry out his purposes. They will agree to give their authority to the scarlet beast, and so the words of God will be fulfilled. And this woman you saw in your vision represents the great city that rules over the kings of the world. Psalm 145, 1-21 I will exalt you, my God and King, and praise your name forever and ever. I will praise you every day. Yes, I will praise you forever. Great is the Lord. He is most worthy of praise. No one can measure his greatness. 
Let each generation tell its children of your mighty acts. Let them proclaim your power. I will meditate on your majestic, glorious splendor and your wonderful miracles. Your awe-inspiring deeds will be on every tongue. I will proclaim your greatness. Everyone will share the story of your wonderful goodness. They will sing with joy about your righteousness. The Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry and filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to everyone. He showers compassion on all His creation. All of your works will thank you, Lord, and your faithful followers will praise you. They will speak of the glory of your kingdom. They will give examples of your power. They will tell about your mighty deeds and about the majesty and glory of your reign. For your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. The Lord always keeps His promises. He is gracious in all He does. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those bent beneath their loads. The eyes of all look to you in hope. You give them their food as they need it. When you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything He does. He is filled with kindness. The Lord is close to all who call on Him. Yes, to all who call on Him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear Him. He hears their cries for help and rescues them. The Lord protects all those who love Him, but He destroys the wicked. I will praise the Lord, and may everyone on earth bless His holy name forever and ever. Proverbs 30.32 If you have been a fool by being proud or plotting evil, cover your mouth in shame. Have you ever had a moment where you just lost your temper? You said something that was hurtful, and you can't take it back. It got let out into the atmosphere. You were short, irritable, cranky. You lashed out. Someone attacked you, and you attacked back. We all have those moments And yet, in Psalm 145, we see a lot of the nature and the character of our God. In verse 8, the Lord is merciful and compassionate, slow to get angry, and filled with unfailing love. I don't know about you, but I have battled with having a quick temper pretty much all my life. I get set off pretty quickly. It blows away quickly. But it really has been a battle with my flesh. And I've cried out, repented, and asked the Lord to help me to be patient and not lose my temper, especially when things don't go the way I wanted them to go. When someone else makes a decision that completely rocks my boat or rubs my fur all wrong. And yet the Lord is slow to get angry, and he's filled with unfailing love. The Lord is good to 
everyone. Even to people that you and I might find offensible, difficult, or even cruel, cold people. The Lord is good to everyone. And let's look at verse 13. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You rule throughout all generations. So he has an eternal perspective. He rules and reigns from the very beginning of the ages of the world. And he will rule and reign 500 years from now, 1,000 years from now, 10,000 years from now. He will rule and reign. And this is very comforting. The Lord always keeps his promises. He is gracious in all he does. Have you ever had someone important or significant in your life break their promise to you? Particularly, I'm thinking of a covenant promise, the covenant of marriage. And then there's betrayal and treachery. And perhaps that spouse of yours goes off into adultery and runs off and chases after worldly pleasures and leaves you behind. There's nothing more shattering than that, and yet the Lord always keeps his promises. We can trust in him, and he has many promises for you and I, beloved. Promises that he has made a covenant with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, And to Abraham's descendants, he's promised that he's going to give a land to Abraham's descendants. And that includes you and me. We are grafted in by faith into the olive tree called Israel, Romans 11. We are the wild branches, those of us that are non-Jewish. And the Jewish people are the natural branches. The Lord helps the fallen and lifts those who are bent beneath their loads. I'm thinking of single mothers right now. I was once a single mother. For many years I raised my children as a single mother with three children and no support whatsoever from the father. He was completely absent. And so um, the Lord is there to help the fallen and he lifts those who are bent beneath their loads. I'm also thinking of hard-working dads right now that maybe are juggling two or three jobs just to make ends meet because of all the high inflation, the high cost of gas, the high cost of food, and and even single young men or young women that aren't married, no children, but struggling to make ends meet because of the high inflation. The Lord helps those who are fallen and lifts those who are bent beneath their loads. Verse 16, when you open your hand, you satisfy the hunger and the thirst of every living thing. The Lord is righteous in everything he does. He is filled with kindness. Oh, Abba, help us to be more kind the way you are kind. Help us to be kind even to the stranger, to the small child that gets overlooked. Help us to be kind to one another and gentle and loving, even as you are. 
Verse 18, the Lord is close to all who call on him. Yes, to all who call on him in truth. He grants the desires of those who fear him, and he hears their cries for help, and he rescues them. I've seen that played out many, many times in my own life and in those around me. When people go through calamity, catastrophe, reversal, and they cry out to him, he is there, he is near. To those who are brokenhearted and crushed in spirit, he is near. And he hears and he answers their prayers, and he will help you to get through whatever it is you might be going through at this time. Oh, Abba, we love you so much. We love you because you are merciful and compassionate. You are slow to get angry. You are good to everyone. Your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. You always keep your promises. You help those who have fallen, and you lift up those who are bent beneath their heavy loads. You are righteous in everything that you do, and you are close to all who call upon you. You hear our cries for help, and you rescue us. How we love you, we bless you, and we praise you this day. In Yeshua's name, Amen. Adonai Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.